This is Huddle 2019, Mindshare's flagship festival of ideas. Hi everyone, uh, today's session is called Seen and Heard and I just want to take a moment really to sort of just kind of meditate on the significance of what it means to be seen and heard um, at a time where we're seeing the mainstreamization of podcasting, at a time where we're hearing conversations around inclusion, representation, diversity kind of reaching an unprecedented uh, volume. Um, at Acast, uh, we believe that podcasting really is the opportunity to amplify voices in a way that hasn't really ever been done before in media, in marketing, in advertising and in content creation. Um, The barrier to entry uh, for podcasting is so low but the quality of content is absolutely incredible and anyone can set up a podcast and reach tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands, potentially millions of people. My name is Clarissa Pabby, I'm a UK content manager at Acast, I also produce podcasts in my spare time. And um, for those of you who don't know what ACAST is, you probably don't know what a podcast is either. Um, But uh, basically, we are the world's leading kind of podcast platform. We host, we distribute, we market, and we monetize uh, the world's best and biggest podcasts from publishers and independent podcasters. We work uh, on the likes of My Dad Wrote a Porno, which is one of the biggest shows in the world and certainly the biggest in the UK. But more importantly, we work on podcast from four of the incredible people uh, that are joining us uh, here today. Jordan Stevens, uh, who needs no introduction, um, is the host of Whole Truth, um, incredibly edifying, insightful and hilarious conversations around mental health. Hannah and Saruthi, who are the co-hosts of Red Handed, which is the biggest independent female true crime podcast in the UK, one of the biggest true crime podcasts in the world and one of the fastest growing podcasts in the world. And Jamie Wareham, who is the head of digital production um, at Attitude magazine and is also the host of Hashtag Queer AF, which is an incredible podcast which kind of centres LGBTQ plus voices um, and kind of the issues and the stories uh, related to the community. So as well as kind of looking after that sort of incredible kind of roster of talent, we also are actively kind of investing in the kind of podcasting landscape. So we work on industry-leading initiatives such as A-Class and LaunchPod. A-Class is a series of masterclasses for underrepresented groups in podcasting, ultimately aiming to amplify and empower them so they have the tools that they need to go off and create incredible content. And also LaunchPod, which is essentially like the X factor of podcasting. I think Google recently released some uh, data uh, with Ipsos around um, sort of consumer behavior and and inclusive marketing. And it essentially knows, kind of says what we all know in this room that, you know, inclusive uh, sort of representative marketing and advertising works. Um, It it results in bigger impacts, uh, bigger commerciality. Um, I think when we dig deeper into that sort of data, what we also see is that when you come from a group that is traditionally underrepresented in media, um, whether that's, you know, LGBTQ plus voices, whether that's, uh, you know, women, whether that's black people, um, often you can tend to over-index on certain kinds of technology. um, And that's because... Um, you know, you're often not seeing yourself in the media. And so what tends to happen is 
those communities can be really early adopters and also create huge amounts of engagement. And I think when we look at phenomenons like Black Twitter um, and also, you know, the queer pockets of uh, Tumblr, we see that community building is, is key. And those communities really can drive listens, they can drive engagement, they drive culture, they drive conversation. And so for us, ultimately, you know, podcasting has enabled groups of people who have been traditionally kind of underrepresented to be kind of seen in media. And it's allowed them to sort of connect with audiences who really want to engage with what they have to say. They're having huge commercial success and it speaks to a wider trend we're seeing in culture where we are centering um, voices that we don't often center from, you know, smash hits like Get Out to Crazy Rich Agents. We know that what can happen when we centre perspectives that are different from our own. So I'm going to stop um, talking now, um, and I just want to introduce um, all of our guests today. So if you could please join me on stage. So I'm going to give you all a moment really to, for those um, in the room who perhaps haven't heard about your podcasts before, to give you an opportunity to sort of talk about them. But I want to start off with an ice shaker rather than an icebreaker, an ice shaker. Let's shake the table. Let's shake the table now. Um, let's do it. So um, what would you all do if you were straight white men for the day? What would you be doing? Because you certainly wouldn't be here on this panel uh, right now. So that's, yeah. What would you do? What, what would you be doing? What would we do if we was Piers Morgan today? Yeah. Okay. So if, if that's who you're choosing, that's your avatar. <laughs> what does this say about you, Joby? Um, do you know what? I'd... If I was, so like I've already got white guy, I've got cis as well, but to tick off the other boxes as well, Piers Morgan in particular thinking about that, and also the fact that my phone is buzzing with this because I sent a tweet out about it this morning. Trans people are the vitriol and hate of like the media at the moment. Uh, Nick Robinson this morning asked a question about how trans women and, and women's rights are like in competition with each other. And I said that was a bit naughty of him. And I've now got a very vocal but small group of people tweeting at me saying that I don't believe in women's rights, which is absolute rubbish because I believe trans women are women. That's who they identify as. So if I was Piers Morgan, if I was a straight white guy this morning, I'd be changing my rhetoric on that. Trans people deserve rights and we need to start treating them with respect and, and being allies to them. Fantastic. God, I don't think I can follow that. <laughs> um, if I was a straight white man for a day, I think I'd go for a job interview for oh, a non-supporting role <laughs> and see how differently I am received and then I'd walk home in the dark on my own and not worry if I'd gone the same way yesterday. <laughs> I hear that. Uh, Mine feels incredibly selfish after both those answers because I just like go leave our podcast some really nice reviews and <laughs> and not say that we're just a couple of women gossiping and giggling about true crime. Uh, I'd probably go on holiday to Russia. <laughs> <laughs> like I just like there's a that's just one of the things that I feel a bit like iffy in certain places. So I'd just really like to see Moscow. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, no, not Moscow. More like rural Russia, actually. Yeah. I really want to take the piss, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I like amazing answers. Okay, great. So, um, 
I wondered if all of you, we, we could perhaps start with Jordan, um, could speak just a little bit about your podcast. And obviously all of you have come from slightly different backgrounds and careers and you're, 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 you've arrived here. And I kind of just wanted to ask around why kind of podcasting as well, like why that over something else to tell the particular stories that you're telling? Uh, I'm, I just podcast because I talk loads. That's really it. I, like, it's a great, it's a great medium if you like can't stop talking um, because it, you're able to talk for a really long time. <laughs> um, and I think it was a natural. I remember when I first heard about podcasts, like, I didn't really understand the format for a long for a while. But I've, I'm fascinated by the way in which we choose to like intake information, kind of at a time when, say, music songs are getting a little shorter people's attention spans are also bizarrely getting longer because we'll listen to podcasts for like an hour, sometimes an hour and a half. Um, and yeah, I, I think it, it just, it just felt natural. Well, for my mental health campaign, there was just, we were looking for a way in which to involve influential voices and to kind of break down preconceptions about how people in certain spaces deal with themselves. And I'm a very conversational person, really. <laughs> and uh, and you, you have an element of control in terms of what you want to edit, what you don't want to edit, um, how it's cut together. There, is re there, really is, there really is no rules. From what I, are there any rules? No. There's no rules, yeah. I don't think there's any rules. <laughs> uh, um, and yeah, Scroobius Pitt was one of the first people to really turn me on to podcasts, and he literally just presses record. Um, so yeah, man, I just think it's real. Brilliant. Um, and and just for those who who maybe haven't. Oh, sorry. Uh, the, My podcast, podcast is doing? called Whole Truth, uh, and it's I just interview people about their mental health and and then their relationship between music and mental health. But um, I really don't like kind of structure or routine or repetition. So even though I do have a a rough idea of of how it's supposed to be structured, nearly every conversation is just fucking random really <laughs> i do ask a couple of recurring questions but at various times but yeah it's, it's great and it's offered people an opportunity i think to to it's offered it's offered people of influence an, an opportunity to speak to their fans in a way they might not have heard them which i think is cool yeah it's absolutely brilliant if, if anyone hasn't listened to it one of my it's all right episodes <laughs> is the um aj episode which i thought was a brilliant, uh -huh. just the, the takeaways and the advice and i think Relevant to sort of this um, conversation, I think everyone on this panel does this. I think even the way you program and the way you think about the stories or the people that you um, are focusing on, um, there's there's sort of this effortless, inclusive approach. Like you will have men, you'll have women, you'll have black women, you'll have you know um, so many different groups of people. And I think that's a testament to you know all of you really thinking about that intentionally or unintentionally. Sarithi and Hannah. Um, we could hear from you. Yeah, um, it's a bit high. Um, so we're, I'm Saruti. I'm the other one. I'm Hannah. <laughs> and we're the co-hosts of Red Handed, which is a true crime podcast. I mean, I wish I could be like, oh, I was listening to some really great, interesting podcasts before I started. I think I started listening to podcasts like maybe just over three years ago. And then we started this podcast two and a half years ago. Yeah, we so. met each other three years ago. <laughs> yeah. And then I think that's the great thing about podcasting is no one can stop you doing yeah. it. Um, which is great. And so we met each other at a party three years ago and started a show, and now it's both of our jobs. Um, and it's just a great platform to just keep creating. And the bigger we've got and the more success we've had, we've felt more... Um, what's the word? 
We felt more like inclined to talk about bigger issues and more important things. We, we give our platform over to LGBT plus storytellers to tell their story. So if you listen to our show, it's a young or a new audio voice telling an LGBT story that they may or may not have told before. Um, and I think the perfect example of what our show does is we had a lad called Sean that um, didn't like being gay and they told that story with us. So at the beginning of the show, they talk about how they don't like going to clubs. They find it all a bit camp and gross and how they wish that like being gay didn't have to mean that like, you know, being a, like Jonathan Van Ness, who's like fab, obviously, right? But like, they just didn't want that. That wasn't them. And they went on this journey over three months, which they recorded where they spoke to therapists, they spoke to experts, spoke to LGBT switchboard. They'd never been to a pride before because they didn't feel like it was their space. And over that three months, they discovered that what they were suffering was a term called internalized homophobia. They grew up in a world of shame mm-hmm. around being gay and they'd internalized that. They'd, like, they'd, they'd be- that would become like an internal fear. And by the end of this story, they realised it was something that they had, that they could overcome, and then they end the episode by coming to their very first Pride, National Student Pride. And Sean, amazing story, does that all on his own. We work over three months, he produced that audio, and he then used that as his portfolio piece to go and get a job on the BBC production scheme. And he messaged me the other day just to give a sense of how far Sean has come. Like, he was like, oh yeah, I'm just meeting Cher tomorrow. Like, that's what this podcast does for people. And if that isn't, like, a beautiful thing, I don't know what it is. <laughs> Absolutely wonderful. I, I think all of you actually have touched on audiences, actually, and, and, and the importance of how you're engaging with them. And I, I wondered... Um, Perhaps if I could ask you, Jordan, about, you know, whether you think that certain audiences perhaps are turned off by the lack of representation that there is perhaps in in the mainstream media. And actually, what do you see the opportunity in podcasting being um, for people, um, given that, especially that, you know, anyone can essentially enter the space? Is there actually an underrepresentation? So in, in mainstream media? Oh, right, yeah, of so, course. So, yeah, like, so, in, so mainstream media... Can I ask one question real quickly? Yeah. Is it actually just female, mainly female listeners on the True Crime Podcast? Yeah, we're the about 70%. Is, the thing 70%. Is, well, the thing is, we, we can't see the actual stats of who's listening. <clears throat> we can only see it on social media. So <clears throat> that's also the people that are inclined I to engage with it. We had an example of a particular organisation that we worked with who were doing... I don't know if you guys saw the new Ted Bundy film with Zac Efron that came out this year. So um, <laughs> with our audience, there was a lot of conversations in our social media groups about like, oh, it's glamorising violence. It's glamorising Ted Bundy. They cast Zac Efron, all of this. And then we got approached by that company to do to interview the director and put out a bonus episode branded content with him about the movie and we were scared we were like oh god the audience like they're slagging it off in the Facebook group (laughs) but we asked them to give us control over it we did an interview with the director we came up with the questions that we wanted to ask that we knew our audience wanted asking and full credit to him he didn't shy away from a thing and that episode the number of people that tweeted at us after saying I wasn't going to watch that film but I'll watch it now and it was like that's a success story for that organisation. genius. Yeah. <laughs> uh, full credit, though, he yeah. answered them very well. But yeah. they gave us the freedom to come up with the questions, so that was the important thing. Hello, everyone. Um, so you mentioned that no one knows your audiences better than you do. Um, so I want to go into the dangerous territory of parasocial relationships, where everyone feels like they know you, everyone feels like they're your best friend because they get to hear your voice every week. How difficult do you find that to manage at times? Like, do you have to kind of push back a bit to go, no, look, uh, I'm, I'm really glad you listen to the, the podcast each week. Can you stop tweeting at me every five seconds, please? <laughs> 
don't think we've ever had to like no pull, we're just like no we love it more yeah, it's follow yeah. Friday fucking hate that shit <laughs> um, but other than that I it's think, great. I think follow a, Friday. I swear they're like, oh, follow these people on a Friday and oh, then yes. they add, yeah. add you in they like a massive... Do yes. Oh, shit. No one cares about following me on Friday. <laughs> we'll do it for you. Yeah, you can do it, you can do it for us tomorrow. No, I think... Yeah, sorry. No, 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 you carry on. It just comes down to authenticity. The people that are genuinely listening and doing that, hey, they're paying my bills. I will tweet with you. I'll interact with you all day long. Go nuts. And I'd say like on the serious end of that, like like we do a lot of like very serious subjects. Like So and again, we talked this panel with like like understanding our privilege right so like i understand that i'm not trans so i i've got well versed in being good at signposting when i don't know the answer to something i go i'm not the expert on that but you know what there are a load of amazing experts over here and i think that's where like with any kind of podcast or media brands like in the same way that when you read a story about suicide there's often low links to the samaritans and other brands so i think that's a really important takeaway that if you're doing any of those kind of difficult storytelling making sure your signposting is really important yeah totally and like your listeners are a completely infinite source of information like when we're researching something that again like a part of a group that we don't we are not a part of rather than just being like oh well I think it's this as like a white woman go and speak to someone who is actually from the group you're talking about and they will be much you will be much better spreading their story and like telling it their way than just assuming so I think listeners are so important and like interacting with them is something that we'll never stop doing like you can always find more by speaking to people in in every sense as well but we're lucky because they're just at the they're at our fingertips all the time. Brilliant. I think we've got time for yeah. one more question. Yeah, me. Hi, guys. So um, my question is uh, particularly focused on trans awareness. So, you know, this week up to 19 is trans awareness and non-binary identities um, awareness days. So, um, you know, like going back to what James was saying at the beginning, there is a lot of hate uh, on non-binary and trans community. And a lot, uh, a lot of this hate that we are seeing on social media is coming from cis women. So I would like to understand what do you think is triggering all of these horrible and negative feelings towards the trans community and what would be the role of podcasts to help diminishing all of this negative impact on, on people's life? The tweet I did this morning was exactly that, right? It will, I've got a load of uh, w- women from a group called A Women's Place tweeting me saying, this is a really, really bad thing that you said. You don't understand women's rights. I think what it comes down to is prejudice at the end of the day, right? We fear things we don't understand. And if you don't understand something, you've got to go out there and read about it. It is you, with you, with your privilege, needs to go out there and actively find out about it. It's not on the community that you don't understand to go out there and teach you you need to go out and teach yourselves like we as humans we live in this huge confusing like scary world and the way that we all get through that is by reading books watching the tv listening to podcasts right go out there and find some stories like i love the harvey milk quote where uh this which comes more from the film than directly from history but there's a scene there where he says we have to come out when they know us they stop hating us and there's this great scene where where a, a young lad has to go and call his parents because he's part of this movement and he comes out to them and it's a really difficult conversation but we all have to do that so there's there's a there's a share of burden there we as a community, as voices, we need to put ourselves out there on platforms. We need to give our platforms up that we have to other people that need uplifting. And then if we aren't part of those communities, we've got to go out and find out about them. Like That's what's so great about this world. There's beautiful people out there. Read about them. Listen to them. Yeah, I totally agree. I think it's just coming from a place of ignorance, isn't it? Like that's, that's all it is. It is. It's that we talk about this all the time on the show, the idea of kind of otherization. It is a true crime podcast and we go into 
um, so many different areas, whether it is institutional homophobia, whether it's uh, racism, whether it's women's rights, whether it's trans rights, so mental health, every topic, we feel like nothing is taboo and should be left um, on the table, so to speak. So from our perspective, it is always, as Hannah said at the start, it's just asking people to ask themselves one question. We never shout, we never sort of soapbox on the show. We're not there to do that because it's the fastest way to alienate people. We just want to present cases to you in as a... No, it sounds weird, dispassionately, because we want you to come to your own opinions and we think that that will happen more likely if we don't yell at you or push our opinions down your throat. And, um, yeah, it's just uh, taking the responsibility that we have with the platform to make sure other people's voices are heard as much as possible. Yeah. Thank you all so much, um, Jamie. Thank you, Hannah. Thank you, Saruti. Thank you, Jordan. Um, It's been a really interesting um, and I think very thoughtful, perceptive conversation. Um, Thank you also for listening and for all your questions. Um, And spend money on our podcast. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) This is Huddle 2019.